What is up, everybody? It is Sunday night, and that means it's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Paul Zartman, joined along by my co-host for this week, Austin Shepard, the Shep. Austin, what's up? How we doing, man? You know what? We 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 didn't have our other uh, co-host tonight. He's a little under the weather. Purdue lost today. Yeah. We probably should make sure he's doing okay. Have you checked in on him today? Um, no. <laughs> no, me either. Ho- hope you're doing okay, Tanner. Purdue lost against Ohio State of all people. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you lost today against Northwestern, but Northwestern already beat Purdue, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Steffi beating us to the punch today, saying hello right as we got ready to get started. How's it going? Hope you're having a good Sunday. So, Shep, it wouldn't be a KOP if we didn't start it off with the typical, what are we drinking tonight, Shep? We got a surprise tonight. I sent, I sent you and Tanner uh, a little uh, Instagram post earlier today. Yes. Some of, the, some of the funnest guys I watch on Instagram is called the Drunk Amigos. And yeah. these are a bunch of Hispanic guys, and they cook and drink, and it's hilarious. And I've noticed over the last couple of videos, they drink tequila and coke like okay i would never think to drink tequila and coke right yeah yeah so oh that sounds good all right we're gonna try this here a little bit i mean it's <laughs> nice a nice little pop there from the cork oh, shit there it goes damn it as you drop the cork there you go yeah i got it i don't have coke but i, I don't keep pop in the house i don't drink pop but All right. I, I, I cannot um, wrap my head around this, why this will be good. But these guys drink it like it's lemonade on a hot day. Majin's got a good question. What kind of tequila? Um, all right. Don't, don't like harp on me here. Um, it's the only tequila Casa I had. Well, no. No. Oh, <laughs> by the way, there is a bottle in Rochester now. Um, uh-huh. The liquor store got it in for me. I should pick it up tomorrow. Okay. So next Sunday we'll be drinking some Casa Azul. Should be, yes. Um, it's it's uh, Reposado. I'm not going to show you the, the brand because I'm embarrassed. Okay. It's, it's Tremada. Uh, Guess who owns Tremada? Yeah. He's some board member somewhere. Could be worse. I mean... You know, could be owned by some guy that we don't speak of anymore. That's true. Yeah. He he's too never mind. Never mind. Never mind. All right, here we go. So we have some tequila and cola. Uh mm-hmm. thanks to mm-hmm. the drunk amigos. If anybody is on here, follow the drunk amigos on Instagram. It is maybe the most entertaining little vignettes you will find. One of my favorites. Drunk amigos. Here we go. Uh huh. The look. That's different. <laughs> That's not bad. All right. Mm. As he goes for the second drink, mm. the crowd waits in anticipation. 
I can see why these guys like that. All right. It's, it's, it, now it's not for me. Yeah. Way too way too sweet. Kind of like a like a Jack and Coke, right? Okay. Way too sweet. Not for me, but man. Yeah. And, and I will say, you know, this is the best part. This is an AEW podcast. That's what yeah, we do with this isn't we, about we drink reviews. <laughs> no, 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 no. We go no. down occasional rabbit holes and we do talk other wrestling promotions, but I like the fact that both things that you use to mix your drink tonight are from Connecticut. Pepsi Phil. Pepsi Phil. <laughs> Pepsi Phil. Yeah. The Rock. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? I have my opinions on those guys. Well, uh-huh. one, of those, one of those guys, and I'm sure we'll get to that tonight, right? Sure. I mean, we could, if we're running the show tonight, you know, Tanner left us unsupervised. We could start off by talking about that if we really wanted to. You know what? I'm going to give this. That's a seven, two. Seven, All right. two. Anybody like, like, seriously, I would never, ever in my mind ever think to meet mix cola and tequila together. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I, I watched these guys videos on TikTok. Or not yeah. TikTok, Instagram. I, I'm not Instagram. a TikTok guy. So the way they called reels, right on Instagram, reels. Uh, yeah, I think so. And again, follow the drunk amigos. They're the best. Um, over a million followers. But uh, yeah, Majin, it could get a little out there since Tanner's not there to reel us back in. Oh yeah, boys, it could get off the rails quick tonight. It could. It could. So stick around and see what happens. Okay. Anyways, tequila and cola 7.2. Paul, let's talk a little professional wrestling. Let's talk a little professional wrestling. Yeah. I'm playing with the brands while you're testing alcohol. I think we need to bring that back. You know, we did there for a while do uh Shep's reviews. On the on the brands. Yeah. yeah. But then I got then I got like a liquor cabinet full of like Two drinks you'll never drink again. Yeah, with like a with like a drink out of them, and I'm like, yeah, it sucked. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe, but that that one, that's not a bad one. Um, right. I tell you what, next week I've been seeing it on on all the social media. Uh, Crown came out with uh, Crown Blackberry, mm-hmm. and they've been making mixing it with lemonade, and they say it's amazing. So maybe next week, maybe we'll have a little drink review there. Maybe we'll we'll switch this into right. a. Uh, drink review instead of a liquor review okay there we go i can deal with that all right uh let's let's talk some professional wrestling here since you know that's what we're supposed to do now man uh let's kick it off with uh coverage from dynamite again this week due to some game basketball game or something i don't know some guys in shorts bouncing balls up and down the court or some weird thing like that there was no collision collision will be back next week so we've only got two shows to review this week ship so that means we'll we'll wrap this up nice and sweet sure sure that's what we'll do and i have i have that i have that shitty all-star game behind me just let you everybody uh-huh. know yeah. So Shep is an all sports type of guy. Um, yeah, you know what? I tell you what, I'm a little disappointed today. Daytona five hundred got rained out till tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Big Daytona five hundred fan. Um big I had I I think I had five drafting lineups for that uh, that rolls over tomorrow. Okay. But I also got to watch the P 
Pete Weber PBA Classic today out of uh, ah. uh, uh, Missouri. So watch a little bowling today. No racing. Now we're watching whatever you think is basketball over my shoulder. That's a whole nother topic with me. I don't think it's basketball. I think it's the farthest thing from basketball. But anyways, you got you got the all-star game over my shoulder. Um, and my favorite sport of all sports is me bore, Marty McSwirley's hockey. <laughs> I love how you just saw the comments at me I right did. where to go. I rolled right into that. <laughs> I, I in fact uh, I'm, I'm still trying to find my autographed Marty McSwirley jersey that I can wear on on KOP. And it's gonna happen right. sometime. Shep Steffi wants to know if you know what day it is. It is Sunday fun day times two, because I like to party on Sundays, guys. I used to like to party on Wednesdays, which I, I still do party on Wednesdays, but Sundays is not a whole as other. late. <laughs> yeah, Sundays is a whole other level. Like it's it's breakfast beers, mimosas, cooking breakfast type stuff. Yeah, I love okay. Sundays. I work I work every Saturday, so like to me Sunday, uh, even though I'm married with a couple kids now, I still try to have fun. Like when I didn't have kids, it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I try to keep it like in line, but I still love to have fun on Sundays. Still love to have yeah. cocktails. There's nothing better than a eight forty five a.m. cocktail, looking out your backyard, seeing snowy grass and sun coming up. And you're sitting there having a vodka OJ. There's there's nothing better. And don't you and Mama Wayne have brunch on Sundays? Oh, well, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> Remember, we're not throwing up the explicit yet, Shep. No, no, we don't need to do that. Mama Wayne doesn't deserve the explicit. Oh, yes. 23, yes. 23 years. Number three. Number three, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yes. Raise hell and praise a little Dale. Yep. One of the best dudes in wrestle or wrestling, racing. Wrestling. Um, I was watching that race. It was it was uh, my senior year of high school, 2001, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the race like I do every year. I don't, I don't think I've missed a Daytona 500 in a long time. Uh, watched the race. Watched the wreck. Yeah. Just normal yeah. wreck. And then um, I knew something was wrong when Daryl Waltrip was in the commentary booth. Michael Waltrip had won that race, which is his brother. He's crying because his brother had won the race. And then all of a sudden, he just says, I hope Dale's okay. And this was a couple minutes after the accident. And I'm like, it's weird for him to say that because normally by now those guys are crawling out of their cars, getting in the ambulance, getting checked out, you know, ready to go back and have a Budweiser. But it just, it sounded different coming out of Daryl's mouth. Mm-hmm. Like he knew something was wrong and obviously he was correct. So, uh, yeah. Oh, geez. I hope Dale's okay. You're right. Yeah. It was, I, I can remember it to this day. I, I, yep. I, I was glued to a TV for the next like four or five hours because that's all we had updates on was, was Dale Sr. in. Oh, yeah. They were all over the place. Um, my my dad, my grandpa were huge Dale Sr. fans. Obviously, me being a young kid, I loved Junior at the time. Um, there was another racer called Johnny Benson. 
Um, I love Johnny Benson. He was a he was a hell of a racer, and and being from Indiana, I love Tony Stewart. Um, but my, yeah, my my dad and my grandpa were just diehard Dale fans. So and he yeah. and he and he drove he drove the Good Wrench car, which mm-hmm. you know, growing up in a Chevrolet family, man, you got to root for the the guy that's driving your car. So uh, it was a sad sad day. Um, but looking looking at it now, I have friends in the racing business, and I see the safety equipment they wear today. And the only reason they wear that safety equipment is because of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yep. You know, the Hans device, huge. You know, the 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 wraparound, um, the wraparound uh, a seat, the, the way they sit in that seat. I mean, it all started because of Dale. So, hey, you know. I, I yep. love it, and I, and I see I see some of the wrecks my friends go through, and it's like that's rough. Like, like looks way worse than what Dale went through, and they hop out of the car and walk away. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right. Anyways, are we? Is this a wrestling podcast or we're we're getting there? We're getting there. We were answering some questions. We went okay. down some rabbit holes before we got into professional wrestling. All right. And all right. what better way to kick off dynamite for you than John Moxley versus Dax Harwood? This match could be the main event of my WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, this could main event anything. Um, unfortunately for you. Any BCC fans were happy. Moxley won this match. Uh, Post-match, though, Moxley doesn't let go until Wheeler is in the ring and attacks him. Claudio makes the save and then levels Wheeler with a neutralizer. Definitely setting up um, a tag match between these guys. You think it's going to happen at Revolution? Yes, I think it'll happen at Revolution because it'll put the CMLL feud with BCC on the back burner. And I think that'll be pushed more towards uh, uh, Forbidden Door. And it sounds like BCC has already announced they're going to Mexico here. After Revolution. After Revolution. So I think that'll push that feud on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I think we'll get a tag match at Revolution with uh, with FTR and I'm, I'm guessing Mox and Claudio, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing see with the vignettes, we've been getting the backstage promos, which have been great, by the way, um, from both sides. Uh, mm-hmm. Moxley and Claudio had a great backstage promo. FTR came out and had one themselves um, after Dynamite. Love the way they're doing it. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a good match at at Revolution. I almost think maybe we should have a stipulation on this one. Um, okay. And I don't know why I say that. Maybe because I just want it spiced up a little bit. You know, right. uh, I, I don't think it needs to be a dog collar match or. or Loser maybe, leaves AEW for 30 yeah, days. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, 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 like a TLC might be a good one. Okay. All you right. know. Just yeah. just introduces some some outside stuff, some carnage. Um, yeah, yeah. Cage match. I was thinking about cage match, but I'm on the fence on that one. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, but mm. uh, chain yeah. link fence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those. I, actually, the four of those guys in a cage match could be brutal. Yes, I would like to see these guys in an old school cage match. You know, back when it was actual 
metal bars or not chain link fence. Well, now hold on. When you you you're talking the metal bars like the old WWE blue cage. Yes. But see, the original cage from the NWA was chain link. Yeah, yeah. I think chain link does more damage than the metal blue bars. Well, right, I guess the metal blue bars doesn't have like the forgiveness, right? Right, right. I mean, you hit and you just. I remember the old metal blue bars. That was fun. WrestleMania three, King Kong Bundy. Oh man! Oh yeah, stuff. that was good stuff. As long as we don't get a, um, oh whatever match that the Great Kali always pushed, Pujami Prison match or whatever it was. Well, hey, your boy Tanner was there to witness that in person. Yeah, the pajama match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, next. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, I know you'll probably disagree with me because you really like FTR, but I think FTR and BCC being just Mox and Claudio, neither of these teams need gold around their waist because they're just such big names. Uh, it's uh, nice to see them have gold. Don't get me wrong. I love FTR with gold around their waist, but they don't need it to make their names. They don't, but also whoever wins coming out of Revolution Obviously, he's number one contender. Oh, um, obviously. So, I think we all know who's coming out of Revolution as the tag team champions. Um, so, that just sets up a feud. And that sets up, like, like we, we want to see FTR these guys, but mm-hmm. we have not seen BCC versus these guys. So, right, it could hold, open up a new door. So It could. It could. I'm... I'm excited for either one. We go backstage for uh, a setup for a match at Revolution, which could absolutely almost steal the show. I don't think anything's going to steal the show from Sting's final match. But Don Callis says nobody from the Don Callis family was booked, so he's making a match. We will see Kanoska Takeshka versus Will Ospreay. Keep it in the family, he says. Yeah. Families fight, and they come out stronger than before. I was a little taken back by this. I I didn't think this would happen, but the more I think about it, the more I'm excited about it. I was surprised to see it happen just because the way um, Osprey talked is he wasn't coming over until closer to June to start really doing any matches. And I could be wrong on my timeline there. I mean, you know, the shirt does say just here to be wrong. So, um, but I, I think it'll be a good match. I think these two can definitely bring something to the show that nobody was expecting. I think they'll steal the show. I think it'll be the best professionally professional wrestling match on the card. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, up next, Wardlow in a squash match against local talent Barrett Brown. I say local. He's just probably an indie guy. I don't know if he was actually from the area or not. Uh, Wardlow squashes him, no questions asked. Adam, Adam Cole was on uh, commentary. I don't think he really even said much. They showed him twice, and I think that was about all he got. Yeah, he didn't talk much on commentary at all. I think his... 
the most he said was, well, guys, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which uh, Adam being more of a, of a talking piece, it kind of shocked me a little bit that he didn't say more, but mm-hmm. obviously he was instructed probably not to say more. Probably. Probably. Sets up that mysterious factor for the undisputed kingdom that actions speak louder than words. Uh, up next, we've got what we normally would call the Cope, Op- Cope Open, but uh, Adam Copeland versus Daniel Garcia. This was a great match uh, until the very end. <laughs> uh, when Copeland turns into a crossface, uh, sets up for a crossface, Nick Wayne and Killswitch get in and attack both men. Christian then comes down, gets out some chairs. Daddy Magic tries to stop him, but he gets attacked as well for his efforts. The heels then try to attack Garcia with the chair. Copeland makes the save with the chair only for Mother Wayne to drop him with a low blow. Mother Wayne. Mama. (laughs) He then gets dropped with a Wayne's World and then the Extinction as Cage then nails him with a concerto. Oh, man. I know they know how to do it, but it still makes you twitch with his neck injuries. It it does, but let's let's, uh, throw the shitty finish out of the way. Yeah. I thought the match between those two guys uh, was great. And the more, the more... Daniel Garcia goes out on his own. The more, the more I like him. Oh, and yeah. Tonight, to, tonight or Wednesday night, I really enjoyed him. Yeah. You know, I'm fine if he sticks around with uh, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange, but keep him kind of like it is where Daddy Magic comes out on commentary. Maybe you have Cool Hand in his corner, but let him just be him. And that's yeah. what they're finally doing. And it's been fantastic. And, and I thought the two worked really, really well together. Absolutely. I thought the match flowed well. Um, you know, obviously a huge age difference, age gap mm-hmm. there. Adam Copeland kept up very well with, with Daniel Garcia and his speed. Um, and then, yeah, the ending. It, it, the, ending the ending sucked, but it made sense. Yeah, it did because – Christian doesn't want to take on either one of these guys, so you take him out of the picture. And uh, Majin says, Daddy says no. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this set up for that Christian's afraid of both of these men. He doesn't want to take on either one of them. And that really showed, showed the dominance. And I don't know. Mother Wayne sounds weird to me. I like Mama Wayne better. Mama Wayne sounds way better. And trust me, it just rolls off the tongue better. No pun intended there. No pun intended. Actually, you know, but rolling into Revolution, I think I think this, now speaking of, we, we talked about uh, stipulations before in another match. This match should truly be a cage match to keep everybody outside, right? Yes. So I can really see this being a cage match at Revolution. Or does it end up a triple threat match? Daniel, Copeland, and Christian. 
No, because they they, they played that uh, they played that scenario on the uh, on uh, on the world championship with Swerve and exactly. Hangman. So I don't think he should do it for the uh, 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 TNT title. Um, it literally needs to be a cage match. These two and, and finally finish the feud. Whatever happens, it finally needs to be over. Yeah, uh, Majin says, "Mommy Wayne sounds even better." You know, I tried to keep this PG, but <laughs> Majin, you're gonna get us that explicit. No, sometimes she likes to be called mommy, and it's okay. <laughs> I abide. Oh, uh, we won't get into that right now. No, no, she's. I don't want to upset her. You know, sometimes she does listen. By the way. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mama Wayne. Yes, thanks, Mama Wayne. Buy some KOP merch and uh, sneak it on to the dynamite for us. If we, you know what, we should have some of them leather pants with KOP across the ass. She might wear those. Can we get the, can we get that arranged? Tanner, Tanner, <laughs> Tanner's the uh, the the. I think she's. A, I think I think she's a size two. By the way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I think she, I think I think she could probably fit into a size one, but you know. And uh, she's now officially on the roster. She is with the win roster, win, win loss record too. We're we gonna see. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's ever been trained at all, but probably not. But eh, we could probably see something. I'm I'm watching people get hey, slammed. I know yeah, she's collision. I know. I know she's one and zero over here. <laughs> uh, I was watching the collision commercial behind you and got distracted. Yes, I noticed. There's, there's been a ton of collision commercials during NBA weekend, which is pretty good, right? Yeah, especially since yeah. the NBA caused us not to have collision this week. Yeah, Jackasses. NBA sucks. Sucks so bad. Such bad basketball. Grown men wearing shorts, playing with balls. And they say wrestling's gay. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> that was going hardcore there. But, I mean, I yeah. mean, the NBA rubs up on each other more than you see in a wrestling match. So, just saying. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not... I, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. I left Shep speechless. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Paul started talking about balls, and I just... I lost control. Uh, do you want me to bring it back and talk about Mama Wayne again? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. She's she's in. The, I'm out in the barn. She's across the house. She she's got everything ready and warm for me. So let's talk about Samoa Joe then, shall we? As Samoa Joe comes out, says when he became champion, he brought back the ranking system, so only the best came up against him. Everything was going well until last week when Sir Swerve Strickland. And Adam Page battled to a draw. He says instead of telling them that they don't deserve to be in the ring with him, he's now in a three-way match and a crime has been committed against him. He guarantees he will hurt one, if not both of them, and says uh, they will both limp out. Bad typing in here. He stands there as world champion and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Swerve Strickland then comes out and says originally this wasn't personal, but the more Joe talks, it seems it is becoming that. He's on his way to becoming one of the greatest of all time. As nobody outworks him, he tells Joe to put some respect on his resume. 
the two go back and forth a little bit more as Adam Page comes out and says if it was up to Page, it would be a singles match between him and Joe. Page says Strickland doesn't deserve one second of his time, and he didn't deserve another five minutes. Joe then breaks it up and tells both men they won't pin each they won't pin each other at his expense. As far as he's concerned, he's whipping both of their asses. I thought this promo was perfect for Joe. Oh, yeah. Joe was awesome during this promo. Absolutely. Uh, set his authority in there. Um, made him really look like a world champion. Yeah, something we really haven't seen a whole lot of here lately. But he's been he's been kind of quiet, you know? Yes. Um, but, yeah, came out there, sounded like a world champion, looked like a world champion. Um you know, I, I wasn't really behind him beating MJF um, back in the day. Now, I know MGF had injuries and it needed it needed to transition off of him because he couldn't work. I get that. And his contract was up. And his contract's up and he's out in free agency lane right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought maybe there was a lot of other guys in the company that could fill this role. But... I'm gonna I'm gonna tip my hat to to Samoa Joe so far. He's fulfilled the role. He looks like a world champion. He's acting like a world champion, and he talked like a world champion. So enjoyed this segment very very much. Yes, it was definitely um, one of the better segments since Joe became champion. Tony Storm's latest movie looks into her tattoo and the friendship she had with Diana Perazzo. She helped her sign a contract, nurtured her on her bosom of brilliance. It's then shown that she's adding to her matching tattoo. Perrazzo is then shown backstage and says Storm talks too much, but she will break her arm, bitch. Really? I can't wait for this match. Oh, man. They're doing this just right for the women's division, which we've seen a lack of storytelling in that this has just elevated the women's division storytelling. Yeah. And, and you don't have a lot. Well, we haven't had a lot of women in AEW able to talk on the mic like Tony storm has. Right. Right. And it's almost like the MJF MJF effect. They're more entertaining on the mic we see him less in the ring because, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we didn't see him Jeff in the ring for all those times, but yet he was on the mic all the time. And it was, it was satisfying. Like we got our fill of him. Um, yeah. We didn't need to see him wrestle in the same no. thing with Tony storm. As long as she's there talking, we're happy. So um, really, really like it. Majin uh, tapping into the, um, certain group of people out there saying Tony really gave her feet away on live TV like that. She knows she could make more money withholding, right? Not touching that one. Sorry, Majin. <laughs> Shep, anything? Uh, so did the Cubs win today? <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big Chicago Cub fan and Wait, the way oh hey, pitchers and catchers reported. Yes. Monday. They did. They did. Pitchers and catchers. I love it. I love baseball. And I'm gonna I would definitely talk about baseball anytime 
a subject like that comes up. So, okay. If, if anybody listens in the future, since pitchers and catchers have reported in Major League Baseball, you ask a question like that and me not giving an answer, if I just say, hey, did the Cubs win today? That's my way of changing the subject. Marjan says he's not one of them, but he knows what they're about. Well, I'm glad you're not one of them. Yes. yes. I mean. Tony's weird faces she made when the tattoo was happening popped Majin. He couldn't stop laughing. She, she, she's awesome. She's she a good is. storyteller. She's a great storyteller. And I feel like they give her the freedom to say whatever the heck she wants. And she says it. And you can tell it's just, I feel like it's from the hip. And she just, it's not scripted. Oh, it's yeah. Re- it's real. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I mean, given her free reign, gave us one of the most memorable catchphrases in recent history. Yeah. Chin up, yeah. tits out, watch chin, out for the shoe. Chin up, tits out, watch out for the shoe. Like, chit, tits out. I, don't, I, I got man boobs, but that's all I got. <clears throat> Um. Yeah. <laughs> Top flight, the Young Bucks. Hey, the Cubs win today, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Top flight, the Young Bucks. Um. Of course, the EVPs came out on top here, as we knew they were going to. It was a good match, though. I always enjoy watching uh, Top Flight. Luckily, they're both still healthy. I think this is the longest they've been in the company at the same time without an injury. So let's stay on that. But uh, post-match, the Young Bucks tell Tony Schiavone they're undefeated this year, which makes them the top team. Matthew says after being in a team like Top Flight, it is safe to assume they're number one contenders. Matthew says he listens to Shivani talk trash about them, and that might be a breach of contract, and it's unprofessional. Nicholas finds him, and he then asks if he's okay with that, and he pushes Shivani. Cheap heat. Love uh, it. Matthew apologizes. And they help him up, but T is hitting the EVP trigger until Darby makes the save. This promo, even before I get into it, was one of my best promos of the night, in my opinion. Alan says the original AEW mission statement was to change the world. He begged them for a job and they saw nothing in him, but he had to watch their shit friends get hired instead. Fortunately, there was an EVP around at that time, and he doesn't mean... Kenny Omega, who had the brains to bring him in. Cody, he doesn't think the young Cody, bucks understand Cody. what they've gotten themselves into. The crowd went crazy off of that one. Cody, Cody. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. One of the, one of the best promos I've seen from Darby. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I love that he said, you started the company, but you hired all your shit friends from California. Okay. Brandon <laughs> calls out Cutler by well, name. Cutler was on the first dynamite. Yeah. And Darby wasn't. And Darby wasn't. Now let's let that sink in, people. Um <laughs> Majin says, yeah, Cody had the brains to book himself into a corner. Yeah. No, we don't talk about that one. He gave us Darby, though. And if Cody wouldn't have given us Darby, 
we wouldn't be seeing Darby and Sting versus the Young Bucks at Evolution in Sting's final match. Think of all the dives we've seen from Darby. That's yeah. worth it. Yes. I mean, we all talk about how he shouldn't do it, but we all love him on the other end. And you know who's another um, Cody guy, don't you? Ricky Starks? Well, him too. Okay. MJF. He's a he's a Cody guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I did I guess I didn't know that one that much. Yep. Cause surprisingly, with all the things MJF talked about, he never mentioned it. You'd think he would, but he chose not to. You know what? I can see just and nothing against the young bucks, okay? I can see of all the pool of talent when they're sitting there at the start trying to put AEW together, I could see Cody saying, hey, look at this guy. Mm -hmm. Compared to the guys that the Bucks were were saying, hey, you need to look at them. Complete complete opposites. And respectfully, it's okay. I'm not not harping on the Bucks. Um, But yeah, I could definitely give and, and maybe because I'm a Cody Mark, whatever. I, I would love to give Cody credit for that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the Young Bucks. You talk about the people they brought in. They gave us your favorite referee. <laughs> Fucking pants. Put the pants on. Get get some pair of pants that fit. You know what? You're going to be in front of eighty thousand people. In Wembley Stadium, and you have a pair of pants that fit seven sizes too big when you're a 160-pound Skeletor with no hair. Never mind. Anyways, next. Majin says, I used to like Darby. Then he began beating almost everyone, including bigger talent that he should otherwise lose to. And then I had enough. Okay, you know what? That's one thing Majin and I always agree on. I don't like the... Small versus big, you know, you know, like Darby versus Warload. I don't see how that match works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Darby's been in a couple of those matches, and it's the sting effect. I'm just saying. I it it, it is, but just in wrestling and period, like let's go back in the day, and I, I remember going to Fort Wayne Coliseum for a house show, and it was Ray Mysterio Jr. He was the champion going against Mark Henry. I just yeah. don't see how that match worked. And he beat him. Oh, yeah, he beat him because, you know, it was a house show and Mysterio was the champion. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't see how those matches work. I, I know we get it every once in a while, and I'm just, whatever. Not Majin my favorite. Darby versus Brody King. I mean, I get the coffin match is his match, but in what world does he win that? Yeah. <laughs> AEW's world. Yep. Unfortunately. Yep. Um, all right, soul women's match of the night. Uh, oh, before we get to the soul women match of the night, uh, we the bang bang scissor gang is shown backstage with Renee, and Jay White says they'd yet to test their cohesiveness inside the ring. They suggest the idea of a 12 man match on Rampage. I like how Billy Gunn went to start it, and then Austin Gunn cut him off and said, How about a 12 man match? And then Billy yeah. just said it again anyway because he's like, seriously. I like the chemistry between these guys. 
Absolutely. It is yeah. fantastic. It's going to be whether we get a six man tag with these guys taking each other on or whatever, it's going to be worth watching because they work well in the ring together on the same side. So just imagine on opposite sides. Yeah. And I love the chemistry that the guns, uh, Billy's kids have already. I think they're super entertaining. Uh, they're super athletic. They have the look and, and they can go in the ring. So, um, I feel at some point in time, their dad's going to put them over. Oh, yeah. You know, so far we have not seen that. You know, their dad's made them work for everything, which I love. I love that story, you know, on, on a different side, didn't go with them, made them do it on their own. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point in time, their dad is his stage in the career um, at his age. He's going to say, okay, I'm going to put my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put, I'm going to give him the rub, which, Hundred percent, they deserve right now. So, yep, you know. So, think they're super talented. Love the way they work with Jay White as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I tell you what, I miss Juice Robinson. Oh, um, I do too. Oh man, I think he could he could he could be the cherry on top of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, we just have the cardboard version of him. Juice yeah. box, juice box, juice box. Juice box is good, but we want juice. All right, up next, we get to that that sole women's match of the night. Willow Nightingale with Stokely Hathaway taking on Sky Blue. Um, Blue delivers code blue, but Stokely distracts the official. Nightingale delivers the powerbomb, and with no referee distraction, wins the match. It was an okay match. Thoughts on Stokely all of a sudden? I like I like Stokely. At first, I didn't, but I'm I kind of kind of like uh, Prince Nana. I didn't like these valets, okay? Uh, but they do a couple things, and it, yeah, it just I, they're good. You know, back with Stokely Hathaway going, you raggedy bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've liked him ever since then. So, yep. Main event time. Texas death match orange Cassidy versus Matt Taven such a random to random I, I I get to put these guys in a match so random to put the Texas death match on them yeah that part was the part that kind of got me but I guess it set up well for everything we saw during the event because we wouldn't have seen that without those or seen true. those without that true True. It was just it just random though because you know we're gonna get um, Orange and Roderick Strong at Revolution for the belt. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to see one of his stable mates go Take for the belt. Go for the belt against Orange in a stipulation match. I don't think it was for the belt though. It wasn't for the belt. I thought it was. No, I think it was just uh, Roddy's attempt to make him. Not a hundred percent. Okay, my my mistake. I thought it was for. The I belt. could be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, I mean, I'm just here to be wrong. But uh, we got a gift from your favorite person, Chucky T. Chucky T. <laughs> the Kentucky gentleman left a box of chocolates for Orange Cassidy. 
that ended up being thumbtacks. I think my favorite mat, uh, moment in this match is when Trent started coming down and he's got the box of flowers and he just rips off the lid and just pulls out the pipe. That was I good. thought that was good. That was good. Uh, of course, Orange Cassidy gets the win here. He does. What a what a bump Taven going through the table. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Great, great bump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great, great um, part of the match, actually. Yes. But. Yes. Uh, Majin, back on Sky Blue, says, you know, I love Sky Blue, but she has to change her moves. The Code Blue, nine times out of ten, looks like crap. He's not wrong. He's not. He's not. He's not wrong. No. So, overall thoughts on Dynamite. Before solid, we get into Rampage. Solid, solid show. It beat Collision this week. It did. It did. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. Neither you or I are picking Collision this week. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Beat Collision. Which yeah. normally, I, I'm a collider, right? I love my Collision. Uh, yeah. I think the last couple weeks I picked Collision, but uh, no, this You week, and I both. Yeah. But obviously not having Collision. It was a good show. Uh, solid show. A lot of good wrestling on this show. Um a lot of matchups that never thought you and I as wrestling fans would see in 2024. And we did. So, yep. You know, very, very well done. Yes. Uh, and now of course we'll talk rampage. <sighs> uh, rampage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, you, I you bet felt, you and I picked you, dynamite this week as the show of the week. You felt the same way, obviously. <laughs> Look, I, I've often said this. I don't read the dirt sheets. I don't watch the spoilers. I watch it. Let it happen. I did not watch Rampage this week. I actually looked at the spoilers, read everything on it, um, and <laughs> chose oh not to to rot my brain for an hour this week. And I only say that because we saw Sammy Guevara versus Jeff Hardy in a no disqualification match. And Sammy Guevara should not be allowed anywhere near the Hardy boys as he knocked oh. Jeff out. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to stick up for Sammy on this one. If we go back to the spear uh, on um, Matt Hardy back in the day. Yeah. Didn't he spear him off of a forklift through a table or something like that? He was something raised. like that yeah. off of a, it was off of a ladder or off ladder. Of something. And he overshot it. They landed through the table, but they overshot the yeah. table. So his head hit the ground. Okay. Yes. That one was because of the spot. Whatever. Okay. They hit him too hard. Table was too close. They yeah, table too close. They, they probably shouldn't have done it, but whatever. Right. The spot where Sammy did his uh, Spanish fly, is that what you call it? Spanish fly, yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, and landed on the knees because uh, Jeff put his knees up. But he landed sideways. Shooting star press. Shooting star press. But but didn't he call it the Spanish fly? Um, I think Spanish fly is on the mat. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm I probably am wrong. We could both be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. Um, I'm surprised like there's not enough people that fact check me on this damn podcast. So um, <laughs> I, I appreciate you not doing it. It makes me feel better about myself. Um, 
But no, when he landed, he landed sideways where his knee hit Jeff in the face. Um, I, I don't know if it's any one of their faults on this one. Right. I, I think this is what this is a wrestling accident. Okay. Um, I don't think you could prevent it the way they did it. You no. know, um, we talked about NASCAR earlier. I, I can never think I would ever marry NASCAR and professional wrestling together, but there's, there's many a wrecks in NASCAR when they say it's a racing incident. Like, look, we're racing for the, um, we're racing for the same position and we wrecked. It happens. Mm-hmm. We're wrestling here and it was not either one of their faults. It was a wrestling inc- inc- incident. So the yeah. Spanish the Spanish fly is when he's up top and he flips him flips him over the side. I, I get yeah. 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 I, I uh, get it. Yeah. Majin says Sammy was, has legitimately said plenty of times Jeff is his idol too. Why the hell would he injure him? I agree. Yeah. I again it was a it was a wrestling incident. Mm-hmm. Was, neither side could have prevented it. It just no. It happened. Shit happens. Luckily, he did not get a concussion. I think he got a broken nose out of the deal. Yeah, and and we'll move on. Yep. And you know what? Maybe maybe it'll, it. We saw a lot of social media posts afterwards where um, Matt came down to the ring and helped his brother, and he flipped off Sammy. Right? They both did. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that just plays into this heel turn that we want the Hardys to do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so. they're becoming heels, and Sammy's technically a face right now i think so oh i would say sammy's a face it, it makes sense he might be an annoying face but he's a face well i know after the match powerhouse Hobbs sneaks up on guevara plants him with a spine busters don Callis follows behind Hobbs then delivers a slam we then head backstage to renee brian cage and prince nana cage addresses hook and his upcoming trios match on this Wednesday's Dynamite. Back from the break, we head over backstage to Blackpool Combat Club, who have a message for FTR ahead of their Dynamite matches. And we're still backstage. As we head over to Renee Paquette in the Outcast, where Ruby Soho confronts Soraya about their issues as of late. She tells Soraya she thought she was trying to do what she thought was right, but she seems or she needs some space to think things over. And finally, we go back ringside as Dustin Rhodes and the Von Ericks make their way down to the ring uh, for a squash match. Now, I know this was a squash match, but originally Tanner and I were talking about the name of the episode for tonight. And I wanted to, I I like what we went with, but I really was leaning towards wrestling truly does have more than one royal family because the Von Eriks and Dustin teaming up is just something I never thought I'd see. Hadn't happened in 30 years. Yeah. So. I don't even think Tanner was alive last time it happened. Probably not. Um. Von Erichs have a little momentum behind them because of the movie that, that came out, what, two months ago, The Iron Claw? Yeah. Um, it is on Prime now if anybody wants to watch it. I watched it 
over the last two days. Great, great film. Great MJF's in that film. He is for about 30 seconds with an awful, awful wig. I mean, it is the worst fucking wig you've ever seen in your life. That's what I've heard. And, and, but it's definitely MJF. You can see it in his face. Um, anyways, it's a great movie. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a tragic movie. I mean, the way they have documented everybody's death, um, it's, 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 it's pretty sad, but it tells you the true stories of the Von Erics, and then it tro- shows you the true story of Kevin, um, who is obviously still alive and still with us and has his boys uh, wrestling. Um, Kevin should have been the star of the family and was overlooked. Um, I, I feel like that was the biggest takeaway from the movie. Um, he was the oldest he was the um, uh, most fit. He looked like a pro wrestler. Um, and then he had two younger brothers that came up and, and took the spotlight from him. And he took a back seat. And, and once they were gone, and uh, one was passed away, one moved to the WWE, he took over the promotion um, and it struggled. You know, they had nobody in the stands. And they documented all that, and it was it was truly heartbreaking, actually, because you know that's all this guy ever did. He 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 uh, dedicated his life from to the family business. Other guys, you know, Kerry Von Erich was supposed to be an Olympic athlete, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Olympics didn't go over to the Soviet Union that year. So so Kerry came home. And decided to be a wrestler. Well, yep. Kevin, Kevin was already wrestling and, and, and already making you know noise in the business in, in the territory days, the NWA days. Um, so yeah, it was it's a great story. If anybody in this podcast ever you know listens to, to us jackalopes, um, take take one bit of advice, go out on Prime, uh, pay the $9.99 or whatever it is, and and, and watch this movie. It's a it's a great, great movie. Uh, about the Von Erics. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for the longest time, you know, we talk about it's been 30 years um, since you saw Rhodes and Von Erics together do anything. There for a while, the Von Erics was kind of thought of as a cursed family because of all the deaths. Well, I mean, Kevin um, in the movie, his first boy, when he went up to, uh, well, I don't think they do it nowadays, but the way they did this in the movie, um, they were checking out of the hospital and they they threw the birth certificate and he said, ah, let's change that last name to um, Atkinson, I think is is their real last name. Yeah. And he made sure his son was not a Von Erich because of what has obviously happened to all the Von Erichs. So mm-hmm. they made that pretty clear in the movie. Yep. All right, um, so of course, Dustin and the Von Erics get the quick submission. Um, Dustin went for the pin while the Von Erics had the Iron Claw locked in on the other two opponents. We then head backstage again to Renee Paquette, Tony Storm, Mariah May, and Luther. 
Storm uses May to show Deanna Peraza that she'll, what she'll do to her at AEW Revolution. Queen Amanada then makes her way down to the ring as Anna J follows for a women's match. Um, Queen Amanada picks up the victory. After the match, Amanada and Jay shake hands once again before hugging. And then the news breaks later that with this victory, Queen Amanada is now officially all elite. Very, very well deserved. Oh, yeah. She's been, I mean, she may not be getting a whole lot of victories, but she's been a workhorse. I've seen her uh, in person twice at Warrior Wrestling. Um, up, up close and personal, she's a very, very athletic lady. Um, and I see her actually. I, at one match, I saw her in Sky Blue in South Bend, Indiana, which was a great match. Great match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she could bring a lot to the women's division. I really do. Yeah, um, I think they're trying to replace girls. You know, like Jade Cargill, you know, mm-hmm. very, very athletic. Um, but I'm going to be quite honest. I think Queen Amanada is a better wrestler than Jade Cargill. Oh, okay. absolutely. You know, completely different look. But I think I think the Queen can bring it. And I think she, you know, given some time, could really, really add depth to this women roster. Yeah. I mean, um, when we saw Jade... She reminded me a lot of Goldberg because she had like, and, and I don't mean build or anything like that, but she had five she moves gave, that she did. Well, she probably gave a concussion here or there too. Probably. <laughs> but, you know, that limited move set always puts me in the mind frame of Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg's just, Goldberg just trash. He's trash. <laughs> hey, hey, we can't dog on Tanner's favorite wrestler like that when he's not here. Oh, hell. If Tanner was here, I'd talk about how he's never mind. Never mind. I mean, he literally took one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He literally took him out with one move. Mm-hmm. Gave him a cushion and and like had no remorse. Piece of shit. Whatever. Yeah. Uh Majin wants to know if Anna J can stop taking a ton of losses. She's improved plenty, yet is just losing so damn much. You know what? She she I I I agree with you. I think she's come a long long way. Oh yeah. And she's she's almost to the she's almost to the top where I think she's going to get a little bit of a push, okay? Mhm. And and maybe get a little little win here or there. Um but again, there's there's a ton of girls in AEW right now. There's a ton of women that are ready for that push. Um, there's some women getting ready to come back, talking about Britt Baker. And that that women's division's gonna get it's gonna get a bottleneck mm-hmm. at some point in time. So yeah, and I don't know, there's all this talk around dark order stuff again and dark order needing that change and going darker. I'm wondering if eventually they're going to pull Anna J back into the Dark Order. They could they could use her. Yeah, absolutely, they could use her. Could set up House of Black versus Dark Order completely all the way around in a mixed tag match. 
Yeah. I'm just saying. And uh, Majin says, I mean, Mercedes is coming in soon, too. So. Yeah, again, again, she's coming in. Again, it's going to be a bottleneck. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, can you imagine we're going to get, hopefully, Mercedes and Tony Storm. We're going to get Mercedes and Dina Perrazzo. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Serena Deeb Mercedes, back. yeah, Mercedes, Serena Deeb, Mercedes, Britt Baker, Willow Nightingale, Athena, uh, Statlander. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 getting loaded. It's mm-hmm. it's getting more bottleneck than the men's side right now. Yeah, and, that, and and the reason we say that is because they get you know one match or two matches a week. Um, we've been getting one match on Dynamite, two matches on Collision, so. Hey, and then I'll one t- on Rampage too. Don't forget. Yeah, I'll, even though we don't watch it. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take two and two. Give me two matches on Dynamite, two matches on Collision with with this type of roster. Oh, all day long. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, back from break. We head backstage again. This should just be called AEW backstage. You know what though? Opinion. When you say that. Renee Paquette is so damn good back oh, there. She is. She is. She does a damn good job. Mm-hmm. Like one of the best back backstage interviews we got. All right, I'm gonna uh, read Majin's comment here, and then I'm gonna get uh, your favorite logo ready before oh we get to this backstage segment. Oh boy. And Majin says, which is why they should split the roster. Collision can support its own and shows that. We're not fucking Connecticut. Let, let's, let's, yes, let's mix both rosters. Let's, let's show them on both sides. Who cares? I don't want to split roster. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm no, sorry, it Majin. Does not. It does not. I want to see everybody on. Listen, listen. You're getting paid. Okay, let's take out our fandom, right? Yeah. You're the Bucks. You're FTR. You're John Moxley. You're the BCC. Whatever. You're getting paid pretty damn good fucking money to work a Wednesday night and a Saturday night. You're working two fucking nights a week. Just, just go to work. Who cares? You can go home in between. Yeah. That's why they made airplanes. Get your ass on an airplane, go home, spend two days at home, come back and work a day, go spend a day at home, go back and work a day. It's so much easier now. Don't split the rosters. That is so gimmicky from Stanford, Connecticut. If you're going to have two shows and you're going to build this type of roster, let them boys work. That's how we still tor- still sell stories. God damn it, I can't even talk. Sorry. Washington says, yes, but when you have what's happening now where the same people are featured, you have a big enough roster for both to showcase everyone. Yeah, but we are showcasing everyone right now. We just had that, we just had Dax Harwood on Dynamite. Yeah. Okay. We have BCC on Dynamite, but they showed up on, on uh, Collision. A week ago, ago. look and rampage from time to time. And yeah, you can marry him. You can, you know what? You have, you have. uh, Let's see, we have five hours of television a week, right? Yeah, five hours. 
Yeah. You can you can you can make all this mush. You really can. You can make and. it all you can make it all work. Don't don't give me because the next thing you're gonna say, Majin, is oh, we need a, a world champion over here, we need a world champion over here. This guy's gonna finish his story with this belt, and this guy's gonna now look, stop it. Stop Majin it. says these are the same guys, though. There's plenty who aren't on the shows. And to this, I will say this, Majin. All right. I, I'm not a big fan of splitting the roster. Now, we're AEW fans. We're not dogging on WWE by any means when I make this statement. But, but, Shep, you mentioned there are five hours of AEW television per week. If we knock out NXT 2.0 or whatever it's called these days, That's WWE. It, it's NXT 6.9. Sure. <laughs> Go don't laugh. Don't laugh. <laughs> I'm trying not to, damn it. If you go raw and SmackDown, you have five hours of television. Yeah. And you still see the same five guys on each show every single week. It's, it's pretty close. You're 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 close. You showcase more in AEW with five hours of television than you do in WWE with five hours of television. And they WWE has that split roster. Yeah. We don't need a split roster. There's there's hey. Majin says no, we don't need two world titles, two women's titles, etc. I, so I agree. Have your belts go back and forth. But, but there, split there's the a, roster is kind of what he's saying. And and I'm gonna go back to the Darby promo for earlier tonight. They signed a lot of independent wrestlers right off the bat because the Bucks says, "Oh, you got to get these like Serpentico." Um, oh God, the fucking librarian Peter Luger, Peter, Peter Avalon, Peter Avalon. There's guys like that that are signed to a contract that we do not need to see. Okay, you're right. Nick Nemeth, we don't need to see him right now. Not until his brother joins. Yeah, there's there's guys they signed, and I get why they signed them. Okay, they were they were indie stars working their ass off. They deserved a break, and Tony Khan was able to give them that break because the Bucks said, "Hey, look, you know, I've traveled with these guys; they're good guys. They vouch for them. I completely get that. Mm -hmm. But now, now with all of the stars that have been let go from other promotions that have been signed to AEW, and I'm talking I'm talking uh WWE Oops, my bad margin I'm talking uh uh Ryan I said Nick Nameth I said it should have been Ryan my bad yeah. my bad that's my I, fault I went right along with you that was my bad my bad um you know New Japan I I, I think that you need to take these lower indie guys. If you want to use them for dark matches, that's great. Okay. Mm -hmm. Squash matches. That's great. But at some point in time, you're gonna have to cut them loose. We don't have, um, AEW dark and AEW elevation anymore on YouTube. Right. Right. Which is where a lot of these indie guys were going and that's why they were signed, but the shows yeah. fell off and they're still it's, under contract. They're still under contract. And, and, and that's, that's why we we don't need two brands. We need to weed those guys out. You're bringing in Will Ospreay, okay? 
Um, obviously, Tony Khan made sure Will Ospreay came home this weekend because he flew his jet to um, England and, and flew his ass home uh, with Orange Cassidy and and, and Darby. So, Darby. Uh, yeah. So, no. No. Let's, we're not splitting that damn roster. If we split that roster, you guys are going to have to, like, open the show with the explicit logo because I might. You won't see our faces anymore. It'll just be this the entire show. Yes. Yes. That's 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 a really good logo, by the way. By the way, you can pick up uh, your copy of the explicit uh, T-shirt by heading to kickingoutshop.com. That'd be a hell of a bumper sticker, too, wouldn't it? It would. That'd be Tanner, great... make it a bumper sticker. Make it a bumper sticker. That'd be a great bumper sticker. I, I might put, put it on mine. I put it on my golf cart. Yeah. You go through vehicles too much to really put yeah. anything on them. Unfortunately, I don't really own the vehicles that I drive, so I can't really put stickers and stuff on there because I get in trouble. Yeah, but yeah. I do own a golf cart. Yeah, believe it up. Yeah, my fat ass owns a golf cart. I'll put it on the back of that. Uh. <laughs> wow, uh, sorry, that was that I was, a, that was I, I was gonna say something else about your golf cart, and then I saw Majin's. <laughs> Buy the merch. Yeah, you fucking explicit marks. marks. Nah, you fucking marks. <laughs> You're going too fast, Shep. I can't get to the logo fast enough. Ah! ah that's all right. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Climbing out of rabbit holes. Uh, oh, is your golf cart legal? Not yet. I'm still waiting for the gay-ass flag we have to put up. But anyways, uh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. That's bad. Anyway. Uh, Sorry, guys. AEW Backstage. <laughs> Back from the break, we head backstage to see Angelo Parker chat with Ruby Soho. Parker hands Soho a Valentine's Day gift, tells her that he's felt things for her and that he that he never has before. He says he thought that slipping her a note was the only way he could talk to her, and Soho cuts him off. She asks him if he wants to have drinks next week. Parker agrees. Main event time. Main event time. The Bang Bang Scissor Gang versus Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and the Dark Order. With Sanjay oh. Dutt and Karen Jarrett, I should say. Yeah. So we're really going for a Dark Order heel, then, right? They're they're uh, they're trying to they're trying to change. They're trying to bring back. I think. The way they're looking at it is it's been long enough since Mr. Birdie Lee's passing that now we need to no longer keep Dark Order face. That wasn't really working. Let's get him back to uh, where Birdie was taking it to be heel. So like back in the BT days when Birdie would throw the paper at the guys and And ask who the fuck is? uh, Oh God! Now I can't think of his name. Hey, hey! You put the logo up there. I didn't say this time. Um, there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's who the fuck is Griff Garrison? (laughs) That was great. The great BTEs back in the day. Oh, I miss those BTEs. Those were good ones. They were. They were. But uh, yeah. Bang Bang Scissor Gang picks up the victory here. 
doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. No. Still, still waiting on some way that they're going to turn on each other and unify these titles. Yes, because you Even literally if they have... don't turn and they just have a six-man match for both belts to unify it. It's really weird. And then to see... the turn happens after. Yeah, but it's really weird to see six guys come down for a fight and all six of them have belts. The it's true weird. action. It's kind of weird. It's only know. two championships between the six of them. But, I know, but it's still know. just weird. You got six guys coming down. And again, Jay Lethal could be used so much better than the way he's used. Oh, God, yes. So much better. Um, I, I, Jeff Jarrett, to me, still impresses me at his age. Um, I still think he can make a singles run at some point here in the next year or so. Um, mm-hmm. And then the rest of them, when I say the rest of them, I'm talking Satnam Singh. I'm not talking the Dark Order, uh, Alex Silver, and whatever the other guy's name is, Johnny Hungry. Um, Johnny Hungry. I like Johnny Hungry. I, I, I think Satnam Singh's shit. He, he, whatever, go, just leave. Just, just yeah. leave. Go, go be commentary for fucking Russia. I don't know what, whatever country you're from. India. Okay. So I mean, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> the comments expressed by the chef are not those of KOP. Uh, sent the cease to the list, cease to desist letter to Austin. Send it to me. I don't give a shit. I'll post them right behind. I'll frame the son of a bitches. Satinum Singh, if she fucking. Anyway, go cook some curry or something. I don't know. Anyways, let's not talk about him anymore. <laughs> he sucks. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Shep, um, we're we're done talking about AEW for the week. AEW. It, was, it only took us an hour and fourteen minutes. Short and to sweet, get baby. Two shows. Short and sweet. <laughs> Glad we didn't have three. We'd probably break the <laughs> record for the length, and Tanner'd be going, "What the hell were you guys talking about?" Yeah. But with that being said, uh, wrestler of the week. Mm. I'm going to go with this guy with a losing effort, Matt Taven. Okay. I think Matt Taven was well. I I think I've said this before. I've enjoyed Matt Taven back in his ROH days when I got to watch him. But I want to see more of Matt Taven. I want to see more of him in this uh, Undisputed Kingdom or whatever they call him. Um, Yeah, I thought the match was great with him. I think he can be, you know, his little run um, when he was the ROH world champion was great. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got the look. He's got the cockiness. He's got the swagger. He's got the... He got the fuck you vibe. I love it. And uh, sorry, you missed it. You missed. Um, but yeah, my rest of the week is Matt Taven. All right. And I can and get behind you. You thought I was going to go with old Dax Harwood, didn't you? I thought about it. Yeah. And then you said losing effort. And I went, eh, all right. <laughs> 
but uh, I can back you on that because um, Matt Taven did some great work in that match and throwing himself through a table. Man, that was a that was a that was a hell of a dive. I love it. It was, it was, and he did not throw arms up or anything when he went through that table like some of them do. So that was that was awesome. Uh, Majin's gonna go with Samoa Joe, and uh, great promo, great promo by Samoa Joe. I'm gonna follow uh, kind of in those footsteps of uh, promo guys, and I'm gonna go Darby Allen with probably the best promo he's ever cut in his time in AEW. That was a that was a no holds bar. Uh, yeah, promo. Darby with the training from Sting, you know, you don't talk about those guys once they're out of the company. Once they've left the territory, they're they're dead to you. You don't bring them up. So all that training, he kind of said, "Look, Sting, I love you, but we're bringing up Cody." I'd give him props. He did it in a very just glanced over way. Didn't really acknowledge. I mean, he let the fans kind of chant Cody for a couple minutes, but he didn't really acknowledge that they were catching on. I really enjoyed it. The best part was the, I love the, you hired all your California friends. I thought Mm -hmm. that was great. I thought that was great. Brandon Cutler. Yeah. Between the two, I'd take Darby hands down. True. And he could have thrown out there that Cutler had two contracts. He did, yeah. He did have two contracts, did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. L- let's be honest. The reason Cutler has a job is because of the Bucks. Oh, that's the only reason he has and a job. It, Otherwise, it, he'd still be on the Indies. And it's because, obviously, his wife, Cutler's wife, makes all the merch or all the you know, or the gear for the bucks. And, and she's mm-hmm. obviously really good at it. Um, and they just brought him along. So they did hire SCU as part of those Cali friends. But you know what, I like the SCU. SCU was talented. Cutler was yeah. not. Yeah. Cutler's not. Serpentico's not. SCU was teaming together. In TNA and yeah, SE was good. Yeah, and Frankie's oh. over in TNA again, raising hell. Yeah. So where's anyway. where's, Scorp- where's Scorpio Sky at? Backstage somewhere. Is he still AEW? Yeah. He signed a contract extension and then just kind of taking the money like the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, you teased it that it was a 6.9. So what is your rating for this week, Shep? Oh, my rating's a little higher than 6.9. I said that just to get you a little smirk out of you. Um, It worked. It worked, and I loved it. But we're going to be professionals. Majin said uh, Scorpio's been over on ROH more. Okay. So, all right, good for him. He deserves a good run. Just wish it was televised. Yes. Yeah, I think he's a super talented individual. Um, we're going dynamite this week. We're going uh we're going seven point three. Ooh, okay. Well, 
I am the high guy this week because uh, there's only two of us. Um, oh, he uh, throws in real quick. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page have apparently brought men of the year back in ROH. Okay. So. I haven't watched a lot of ROH of late. I need to, but I just haven't. Yeah. You and me both. You and me both. Um, all right. So Dynamite, obviously. Neither one of us were picking AEW backstage. Uh, and I'm going to go with a 7-6 for this week for Dynamite. I enjoyed it. It was solid. It kept me on the edge of my seat, which is something I don't say a whole lot of here lately. Um, some good promos, some good segments. I loved it. Yeah. So, all right, Chip. What do you want to talk about? So, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I guess I can play that, can't I? Yeah. Uh-huh. If I can find it. Find it. Come on, Paul. So, what do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to talk about, Chip? I didn't watch this week. You didn't watch it? I did not. Oh, man. So. I'm a slacker. I know. No, it's okay. It's okay. Let's let's go to SmackDown. Let's just skip Monday Night Raw. Go right to SmackDown. The Rock shows up in his Versace shirts. Well, it's cut into a vest, right? And all of a sudden, we have a heel rock, which we all kind of predicted from the, the press conference in Vegas. And he literally gets on the mic and calls out the fans and says, you guys screwed up WrestleMania 40, the biggest main event of all time. You guys screwed it up, and now all of a sudden we got Roman and Cody. He put it back on the fans. Yep. We, I think I called this out last week. Like, look, I think they finally realized they stepped on their dick and they have to go a different way, and they have. And they have gone a different way, full throttle. And Rock has been completely open about it, and says, "Look, you know what? It was going to be me and me and Roman, but you guys are a bunch of whiny crybabies. You know, Cody crybabies. It's 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 the term. And now you're going to get Cody and Roman. And you know what? I'm just here to be the." Tribal chief or whatever. So, a couple things that I did see because again, I watched more on Twitter than I did anything. My favorite meme out of SmackDown was what happened to Ricky Starks? (laughs) The whole reference to him being the pebble really came through this week with the way that The Rock looked. True. And the other thing is, I guess when The Rock was on his little promo rant and said, uh, I'm going to make sure you lose, I guess he pointed and looked right at Roman. Yeah. I, or I that's, saw, what, that's what X or Twitter or whatever it's called was saying. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter saying, like, when he said, you're going to lose, like he had his hand pointed towards Roman. Um, But since we have a heel turn Rock, I don't see Rock costing Roman the belt. 
Okay. Um, we have a heel rock because, because the fans had a negative reaction to, um, um, of him coming in and, and taking Cody's spot. Yeah. And then him going on multiple media sources, one being the Pat McAfee show and said, uh, you Cody crybabies, you bunch of bitches, basically. That's what he said. Yep. So, I mean, it could be the biggest swerve we ever seen if he decides to turn on Roman at the end, but no, he's, he's, he's definitely setting up a tag match night one, which I think we talked about that last week. Um, and then maybe, you know, WrestleMania 41, which is going to be in Vegas. They haven't announced it yet, but it's been pretty much announced. Um, I mean, could be one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time in Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, Rock versus Roman. Holy cow. That's going to sell a lot of seats. But I think if they do this tag match night one, you know, Seth's damn near, he's on the borderline of being hurt with his knee. Yeah. Um, I still don't think I still don't think you have him night one. I still, I still think, and I, I would love. I never have the patience to call in to bust it open. Okay, <laughs> I don't have the patience. I mean, I know those people wait online, you know, hours, hours to 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 get a phone call. I would love to hear those guys' um, opinion when you have Rock Roman versus Cody Dustin. And the reason I say that is because I think if anybody in this wrestling world, Tony Khan would be open to let Dustin go back. He's not going to go back Absolutely. as gold dust. He's no. not going to go back as gold dust. He's going to go back natural. as the natural Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And, and you can spin that way because of Roman and Rock being family, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and Seth Rollins does not need to be involved in this. No. And, and and I know a lot of people said, hey, Stone Cold Steve Austin should be the partner. You know, hear that glass drop. Yeah. But but Stone Cold, and, and I love him to death. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Stone Cold fan. But he cannot go like Dustin can go. So, I, I mean, can you imagine? Maybe it's just me. The imagine the, the emotion the pop would be like, look, I got my own brother to come fight, fight you mm-hmm. two brothers. Um, it, it could, it could work so, so well. And literally main, main event night one of WrestleMania without a belt on the line that could yeah. go over and that could steal the show. It really could. Absolutely. And you know, here's the thing. Maybe you have Cody say, look, I found a partner. We'll see you at mania. And then you just leave it there. You know, night one, you two against me and my partner. You have The Rock and Roman come down to the ring. You have Cody come down to the ring. The ref's waiting. The music's not hitting. As he goes to ring the bell, you hear Gold Dust theme. So you think Gold, we're getting cold Dustin Cody and then Dustin comes out as the natural Dustin Rhodes just so that the pops there from the music 
because you you think it's gold dust, which we all know who gold dust is. Right. Yeah. We all know Dustin Rhodes, but you don't know his music if you're not watching AEW. So you queue up the gold dust music or call me crazy, Dusty's music. Ooh, I like that better. Ooh, I like that better. Yeah. I don't I don't think we'll get that, but I don't either. But I mean, if we're I think booking it, this, we know what we're doing. Yeah, I got the pencil behind my ear. Mm-hmm. Um I think that works way better than whatever the hell they're gonna do. Oh yeah. So yeah. And you know, if we are gonna have the rock turn um already, which Majin even says he's teased a turn already. It would work because Cody said, and this could all go back to, eh, we didn't step on our dicks. We fucked with you the whole time. Because he said, I'm coming for everything you have. Just not at WrestleMania. So he takes the belt. Okay, he's still the tribal chief. The Rock helps him take the belt. Now, okay, he's still the tribal chief, but now he's a little more confused. Then you go with that backstage segment you've talked about numerous times where, you know, The Rock's like, look, I came out there to help you, but you just couldn't even do this. I helped Cody because you're a disgrace to the family. And I'm coming for the head of the table. No, I like that. I like that way better. So if, if we do get... Just a one-on-one Cody Roman with the rock ringside, him turning at the very end of the match, or maybe not at all during the match. Cody beats him clean, and then the rock goes in and says, you obviously couldn't do this without help. I wouldn't have needed anybody's help to beat Cody. The only way you've won is with help. You're a disgrace to the family. Yeah. I mean, it could work. Yeah, 100% work. And I, I think we'll still see that, especially if we get a tag match on day on, on night one, and then we get Rock or uh, Cody Roman on night two. If Cody goes over, I think you have some t- type of interaction with the Rock and Roman of mm-hmm. disgracing the family, and you won't. You won't see Rock until SummerSlam. He'll make an appearance. Then you yep. won't see Rock till SummerSlam or uh, Survivor Series. He'll make an appearance. You won't see Rock until Royal Rumble. He'll make an appearance, and that'll set up WrestleMania 41 in mm-hmm. Vegas. Yep. And when he does these, he it needs to be against the other members of the bloodline. So yeah, when he shows up at SummerSlam, it's against Jay or what, Jimmy. Jimmy's the one still in the bloodline. Yep. Then you got, you and then Solo. it's against Solo. And then it's against Roman. And then it's finally him saying, you, me, one-on-one, head of the table. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, we've had it. We've had over a year buildup for Cody finishing the story. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we have a, over a year buildup of Rock who's going who, to be the head of the table? Exactly. Exactly. And and if if they do it this way, I will hats off, congratulate them, I will cheers them, 
for hellacious storytelling mm-hmm. uh, in the WWE. So, Paul Levesque, book it. If he, if he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Well. No. Well. He got in front of the camera and said, all decisions go through me. So, you know. You know. I saw I saw a, a meme, Twitter, X, whatever you call this shit now. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, first um, talent signee uh, not ran through Paul Levesque just because I'm a board member was Jacob Fatu. Ooh. Jacob Fatu is a free agent uh, at mm-hmm. MLW, and he is a cousin to The Rock, right? Yeah. I think he's the fourth Uso brother. Okay. Yeah. So he's a cousin to The Rock, um, brothers to the Uso, obviously cousin to Roman. Mm-hmm. And He's uh, just left MLW, had a couple GCW appearances, but could be a huge, huge signing for WWE um, and would obviously fit in right into their storyline with this whole bloodline stuff. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I see him showing up sometime soon. Maybe, maybe, thing- maybe WrestleMania, maybe uh, Elimination Chamber. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing that worries me about Fatu, and I think it was Jacob, and it, there might be another Fatu out there who flaked on several indie shows after collecting money from the bookers because he wanted paid in advance and then never showed up. I haven't heard that, but you 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 get to see that more than me, Paul. So, well, yeah, I'm in the indies. You're? Are you an indie god? No, you and Car- you and Cardona. Look, all right, Rip Ryerson Jr. needs some other guys that he's managing. If Matt Cardona is watching this and he wants some good representation by a gentleman named Rip Ryerson Jr., make it so. There you go, Cardona. Get your head out of your ass. We got a manager for you. Yep. He'll make you look like a million bucks every time. Yeah, because you look like a piece of shit most of the time. Exactly. <laughs> Just joking, Cardona. You're you're an indie god, <laughs> but you still the need a mouth. You still need a mouthpiece like mouthpiece like Rich Rip Ryerson, whatever your name is, Rip Ryerson Jr. Yeah, you need you need a mouthpiece like him. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Let's make it happen. There you go. Hey, you're coming <laughs> Indianapolis soon, right? Oh, At the what? wind. What? In in what? Cardona headlining. Oh yeah, yeah, Squared Circle Expo. Yeah, that's soon, right? Uh, yeah, like next month, end of the month. There you go. Easter weekend. There you go. Even better. Yep. Yep. The old the, we- old the old Wyndham by the airport. I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in that hotel, and it has nothing to do with professional wrestling. But I spent a lot of time in that hotel. It's a shit bomb. Just saying. Yeah. Sorry. Majin says Chelsea wants him back in WWE soon. Yeah, well. I, of course she does. I don't think you I don't want think one hand will. shit in the other. Yeah, I don't think he will. He is he is he's uh, made a much bigger name for himself. He's doing better yes. now than he ever did. 
Yeah, and and if he ever went back to Connecticut, he would go back as Matt Cardona. He would not go back as Zack Ryder. He didn't want to do that. He'd have to. Yeah. I no, mean, no way. there'd be a pop if all of a sudden you were watching and you heard woo, woo, woo. I mean, yeah, I would pop for that too. But I, I think what you do is you have that portion play and then switch to the Cardona stuff. Yeah. And if you ever have him back as as the indie god, I think you have him back as a rumble and you he comes out to the Indiana Jones theme mm-hmm. with the hat on. I mean, that's the only you can bring him back. So Yep. Yep. All uh, right. Majin says he'd go back for his wife. I would Morrison too. Did. Dude, have you watched any of that Morrison stuff with with Dalton Castle? No. It's hilarious. Look at look at that stuff on ROH um on their social media. I mean Bad. Dalton Castle is fucking a million bucks. He is so entertaining in the shit he does. Yeah, well. He he's worth an explicit. Um <laughs> and then Ty of Valkyrie with with uh Johnny TV now. Um yeah. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Big, big Dalton Costa fan. I like him a lot. All right. Anything else you want to touch on this week, Shep? Uh, I think we're, I don't know. I think we're good. I don't think you we think need to go. Good? I don't know. You think we need to go on a rant? We can go on a rant if you want to. No, I think we're good. I'm trying All to be right. ni- I'm trying to be nice nowadays. I'm a nice guy. Tanner's not here. We don't need to get him all fired with Purdue losing. Goldberg. Goldberg. Oh, God, he sucks. So bad. Sucks. All right. Okay. Here's a ship. You can only have one of these two guys. You have to pick one. You can't say no. Okay. Goldberg or Ryback? Uh, Ryback. Ryback can work. He, He can work. He's just I mean, a little crazy. He could work. I mean, his his thoughts nowadays are completely on the rails. Um, but he could have a he could have a 10, 15, 20 minute match where Goldberg couldn't go over six, eight minutes. Eight minutes was was being generous, right? <laughs> um I I'm not a big fan of Ryback. I think like the stuff he said after he left on his podcast and all that stuff. I think he's, he's nuts, but I mean, he's a better wrestler than Goldberg. (laughs) You heard it here first folks. Yes. Yes. Tanner. He's a better wrestler than Goldberg. Goldberg sucks. He sucks at life. He sucks. Well, I shouldn't say that. He sucks at professional wrestling. So. And remember, when people tease him on the golf course, he just chucks them in the water. Yeah, that was yeah. He can't play golf. And then laughs about it. He sucks at golf too. I'll take. I'll tell you what. I listen, Bill Goldberg. If you're listening, I'll play you a thousand dollars a hole. Okay, I'll play you a thousand dollars a hole. You suck at wrestling. You suck being a human because you hurt Bret Hart and hurt my heart. I hurt my heart. So if you want to play golf because you play golf in some fancy 
whatever. I'll play you a thousand dollars a hole right now. And I'll even have a couple Tito's before and after I take your fucking money. Cheers. All right. Well, on that bombshell, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast. On all burn off already. Be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to check out kickingoutshop.com. Buy some KOP merch. Support a great podcast and look great doing so. You know, I'll leave Majin's little mark up there for you. Because uh, Majin's a mark and he supports KOP, so you should be like Majin. Be sure to listen to uh, the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review. Why, Shep? Because we are five-star KOP. And be sure to follow the guy who's not here this week, your KOP predictions champion, Tanner Lee, at Tanner Lee 92 Follow Austin Shepard at the Shep 27 And be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman 921 And with that, for Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.